1-800-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. I remember when I was visiting with Dean and his family, just what a great-looking athlete. Uh, even though he was still in high school, I was like, man, this guy's got, got great-looking skill set and size for a, for a DB, and God had the great speed. So I've loved it. Uh, I love watching him, and, and he's one of those, who, like I just mentioned, a young guy that is now figuring it out. And now the back half of the season, I you know you, you expect to see more and more and more. The more confident, the more experience he has on the field to go with that talent that he has. I you know I expect him to be a continue to be a great player, but even even more so as time goes here in the back half of the year. Former University of Oklahoma head football co- coach Bob Stoops talking about Gentry Williams there. And he's right. He's been outstanding. What I like is defensively we're getting healthier. Yep. Okay? We're getting healthier. Now, Stutzman's been all banged up with the shoulder. Uh, I think some time with that's probably going to do him some good. Our Mason Thomas, it sounds like, is getting close to getting right and being back, which we haven't had him at all this year. And he is, air quotes, our best pass rusher. We haven't seen it yet. Last year got banged up. This year he's he's been fighting through that ankle. We haven't seen it yet. But if he's what we've been told, uh, getting him back at 100% could be a huge boost to this defense. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, you've already had some nice defensive numbers uh, up to this point, but if you can add your best and most capable pass rusher on the second yeah. half of the season, that's a luxury that uh, not a whole lot of teams in college football will get. 14 points per game, number one in the Big 12. Eight touchdowns allowed, fewest in the Big 12. 12 interceptions, the most in the Big 12. Two defensive uh, touchdowns, that's tied for seventh nationally. 15 takeaways tied fourth nationally so the numbers have been good and you're getting a lot of bodies back and maybe your best pass rusher well i'm not gonna expect anything different from the defense than what we've seen the first six games yeah and uh you know we got a little thin last week uh or texas week at corner key lawrence which you know hadn't been talked about a lot um was awesome by him coming in and filling in in that spot and hanging on against a really good uh, Texas wide receiver uh, core did a good job, but uh, Kanai Walker getting him back, Josiah Wagner getting him back, Vickers is back as well. Vickers, like just getting some more bodies there at corner. You can uh, you can breathe a little easier now with those guys. But back to Gentry Williams, Travis. I was, I was looking at um, a few of those interceptions that he's had so far this year. He's had one of the Tulsa game, one of the Texas game, one of the Iowa State game, and. I think when you just watch him overall, but definitely when he comes up with a takeaway, he he's just so natural, man. Just naturally in the right spot, runs the route at times to come up with the pick. Uh, he is showing every sign that he's going to be the next big-time uh, OU corner. He's ceiling is high, man. Yeah, I mean, he's got everything. He's really done everything this year except finish a game, like play all four quarters and stay healthy. So, you know, that's going to be something to watch going forward. Obviously getting that depth back. Um, is valuable but yeah I mean like a lot of these premier athletes 
He pl- played both ways, you know, in high school, played a little wide receiver. Him and Micah Tease were on the same team, kind of kind of doing that back and forth. But, yeah, he's got the length. He's got world-class speed. Uh, there was a time where he was trying to balance football and track as he traveled to run track with, I think, the uh, junior uh, USA team. But, yeah, it's, Smitty has gotten him huge. Smitty has gotten him huge. I mean, the, the, the shoulders and chest and, and arms on that guy are, are, are like nothing, honestly, I thought that he could get to with his kind of, you know, sm- like skinnier frame, slimmer frame kind of runner's body. But, yeah, he's been great. Again, as long as he continues to stay healthy, I think that guy is going to have a lot of draft scouts paying good attention to him. But, really, it's been the whole secondary, right? I mean, we're the only team in Power 5 to have four different defensive backs that have multiple interceptions. Obviously, um, Kendall Dolby, Gentry, Billy Bowman, and Key Lawrence. So you've already been good there, and now you've got all this depth coming back. I think that speaks to coaching a lot, right? You've you've obviously added some people, um, you know, through the transfer portal of that. But you've got some homegrown talent in there, and the improvement made from last year. We've made the second best scoring defense improvement of any team in Power Five, and second. You know, when you look nationally, we're second to only SMU, oddly enough. SMU has improved their uh, scoring defense just a little bit more than Oklahoma did. But, yeah, Gentry Williams has been a very big part of that. You, uh, you've had so many players across the defense play well, Teddy, that a guy like Key Lawrence, his season up to this point is pretty under the radar, though he's uh, having his best season of college football so far this year. Yeah. He's been solid. Is there anyone on the defense that's not having their best year? Um, I mean, Woody's not getting as many opportunities as he's had previously, but I still think he's having his best year. I mean, yeah. even with that being said, I so, think he is too. Um, I'm, I think everyone is. Unless Jacob Lacey had some unbelievable <laughs> season at Notre Dame that I'm not aware of, that I haven't been following. Like, That's a good point. For, like for maybe returners, for or... returners, no. I th- for for every returner that you've had this year. On the defense, this has been their uh, best season so far. Yeah, and they're all they're all playing to much better as a unit, and that's kind of how it all uh, works together. You know, there's there's a couple of standouts, but everyone is is performing at a high level, and that's what's that's what's really special about the group. And I, they're not where they need to be, which is the other uh, good thing. Like we're playing good football right now. We beat number three, Texas, and we're not close to the ceiling for this football team. I hope we can get there. Um, you know, you go through you go through some, some periods where you have a team that's got a lot of potential and they never realize it. Um, there's so much meat left on the bone with this group. It feels like they're in a good place, improving, to where hopefully they, they do – hit that peak and get and squeeze everything they, that they can out of this group. You know, one of the things that has to come around is, you know, the running game. And the it's, it's weird because the running game has been good. The offensive line is what we're – are we number one in the country in sacks given up, sacks against? I think we've given up five on the entire season. I think we're, we're top five at least. Yeah. One of the best well, in one, the country. One of, those, one of those against Texas, too, was kind of on a run, theoretically, 
Yeah, like, could could have. I think it was some generous scoring by 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 Texas because I think that should have gone down as a tackle for loss. Yeah. Um. So I, there's some good stuff there. We just haven't broken the long ones, but I, I think the offensive line, and it's going to be interesting to see how we play it this week with Matalier out. Um. Is Caden Green the new starter at left I think guard? I think it's Schaefer and Green are your two starters. That's a guess, but that's kind of my feel for this week. Yeah. You know, it would be nice. The dream lineup is uh, Rouse at left tackle, Caden Green at left guard, Rame, Savion Bird at right guard, and then Guyton at right tackle. And – Let's see what the deal with Savion Bird is because well, he better hurry, man. Because Caden uh, Green's here and Schaefer's got a chance to take hold of that spot until Matire gets back. Yeah, if he gets well, back, it, you know. Yeah. It's, but the good thing is we got a couple of options to play with there. But we need to really like iron that out, get it solidified, and and start playing some football. And I think that we're going to have our Maybe by far our lar- largest output of rushing this season against UCF. Well, what I think is interesting is that talking about the guards, we're actually giving up some good size, right? Whenever we play Everett, whenever even we play Savion, yeah, and when we play McKay Matire, because I mean, he's given up probably thirty pounds. To Caleb Schaefer, right? McKay Matar is, I think, 6'4", like 315-ish. Caleb Schaefer 6'5", 344. And then when you look on the other side, when you look at Caden Green, I mean, he was a game changer against Texas. I mean, he started opening up some big holes uh, once he finally got in the game. And he's bigger than anybody that we're playing at left guard. So, if, if I mean, Teddy, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but in the run game specifically, if you have the option of putting some guys in that adding 30, 40 pounds at times to those guard spots, that seems like just the simplest logic that it would help the run game significantly. Well, yeah, if they're if they're in the right place and they're getting to the right place with velocity and, and punch, but the one thing I'll say is with Caden Green, you understand it a little bit. He's a tackle. Right, in a perfect world, he would be backing up Walter Rouse at left tackle right now. But we're getting him some action, and maybe that ends up helping him in the long run. But you know, Schaefer has—he had opportunity to go take that spot, and he couldn't pull it off. So, right on on paper, it looks like, hey, this is going to be great, but. We just got to see what it looks like in reality, you know. Not, not everyone uh, plays like what the what the size and the height and weight looks like. So we'll see. I'm open to it. I think that would be a a great lineup. I mean, Savion Bird is the guy that gets the most push on the inside. I mean, yeah, it's, but it's man, clear. he's got to be he's got to be available. He's got to be more consistent. There's just it just hasn't been the start that we've been hoping for for Savion Bird and not that I'm just ready to write it off and completely forget about it but in terms of this season um, I don't know if we want to put a timeline on it but it, it needs to happen quick if you're going to be able to count on him Saturday I mean okay fine Saturday's the timeline <laughs> yeah I'll put it out there I don't it. <laughs> there it is 
Yeah, I, you never know whenever you're going to need someone to contribute, but um, for for possibly grabbing a starting spot, it kind of feels like it's it's now or never. Let uh, let me read a few texts here, then we'll transition to the expectations kind of question now as we move forward here. Jalapeno says, who starts at running back? I'm going to guess that it's Tawi Walker. Tawi Walker or Marcus Major? Tawi and Marcus Major. That's what I'm going to say. I, I'm tired of wasting the brain power thinking about it. Um, until we see something different, I, I don't know that there's any reason to even expect Barnes or Sawcheck to play any type of in the backfield. Yeah. Tawi Walker is what we expect to hear. I agree. I, I, I don't expect the younger guys to factor in much um, until we see it and there's a reason for it, too. Like, whenever they've been in, it doesn't look like they've provided for whatever reason. And there may be some legitimate reasons as to why it hasn't happened yet. And maybe it's always, you know, one play away. But until it happens... I don't see any reason that those guys are going to start getting a, a share. JR in Broken Arrow says, it's all about keeping people out of the end zone. We are number three in the country in red zone defense, which I believe UCF's offense is not great uh, with red zone offense. So that could be a uh, nice uh, luxury to have on, on Saturday. Um, he, here's, here's the expectations question, okay? And, and getting this, like, mm. we'll get the text line involved, 405 Six five one thirty four thirty nine because we talked yesterday how expectations are changed, but we didn't really put it like what that means for a lot of people. So what what now? Now that you're six and zero, a top eight team, you're the favorite to make the Big Twelve championship. What's the bare minimum for success here moving forward with this team? Big Twelve championship, like it's got to be that, or it's not a success. Is it playoff or bust at this point? Let us know. 405-651-3439. And we'll get to those texts coming up next segment. So, Travis from Andy B's there in Tulsa, what are your thoughts right now in terms of bare minimum for success as we move forward to the second half of the season with this team? Uh, Bare minimum for success is 12 wins. I mean, whether that comes 12 wins in the regular season or you uncharacteristically drop one on the back half of the schedule and then win the Big 12 championship. I think I think I think 12 wins again. Teddy was saying it all in the preseason saying your expectations change, they naturally do. Um, you know, a lot of those people that said, "Well, 9 and 3, you know, would 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 be okay." Well, I mean, how annoyed would we be if we ended up going 3 for 3 down the stretch, right? Or 3 and 3 down the stretch. So, I'm going to say 12 wins. 12 wins, what do you say? What do you think? Big 12 champs are bust? Playoff? What are my expectations? Well, you're like your bare minute. Like, looking at it now, you're saying, okay, they have to accomplish this. This is the bare minimum for a, for us to call it a successful season. What, what does that look like after a 6-0 and start? Well, I don't know. Like, the successful season, where we sit right now, I expect this team to continue to get better. Uh, I will expect on every Saturday before kickoff that we win that game. Um, And I know that things happen and games show up when when you don't have your best. I get that. Um, But there's not a game on the schedule that's left where I'm going to go into it thinking that 
we're not going to win, which there hasn't been one this entire season, including the University of Oklahoma versus Texas football game. And so I'll expect them to win the Big 12. All right, they're bare minimum for success. I'll say this, Big 12 or a college football playoff. like that, You have to accomplish one of those two things in my mind. Yeah, I guess there's a scenario in which you run the – Run the table, lose the conference, and that's why I say and a college football playoff right there. Because of course, like I don't think that you can make it to the playoff and say, "Ah, that was not a successful season." That would be a successful season. It's true. It's a weird one, but yeah, I think that that's that's true. But that's where I mean, you you've got the best opportunity, I think, in college football to make the playoff. Go take advantage of this great opportunity that you have by. Either winning the conference or making the four-team playoff. Most of the artificial intelligence out there agrees with you on that whenever it comes to percentages. ESPN FPI, 69% owe you to make the playoff. Man, that feels like a championship year, doesn't it? No, I, I, I agree with that. And I don't, right now, I'm not sure how I feel. I'm kind of – I think I'm 50-50. But if we continue – to improve in a couple of games, talk to me because my expectation may change to where I think we need to win a playoff game. Four punts over 45 yards yes. on Saturday, and everyone's saying, well, hell, why not us? Why, why not us? Why not? All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hit the text line. Let us know what you think. 651-3439. Knippelmeyer text line. We'll be back. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. Introducing the Oklahoma Breast Center, a beacon of hope in the fight against breast cancer. With the guidance of Dr. Denise Rabel, our team of breast cancer specialists delivers the most advanced treatments for your best possible outcome. From diagnosis to survivorship, we guide you every step of the way, placing an emphasis on compassion, communication, and emotional support. Here, you're not just a patient, your family. Let us stand with you on your journey to healing. To learn more, visit OklahomaBreastCenter.com or call 405-307-2623. Looking for a great night out while supporting a great cause? The 2023 Deaconess Pregnancy and Adoption for the Love of Adoption Gala will take place on Thursday, November 2nd. This year's gala at the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum will feature dinner, a live auction, and a mystery prize bag pool. You'll have the opportunity to win some big prizes. Doors open at 6 p.m. and the program begins at 7. KWTV News 9's Amanda Taylor will be emceeing the event's festivities. For more information and tickets, go to dpaok.org. Do you like to stand out in a crowd while wearing the best in OU apparel? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands you can wear to work or even dress up events. Lines such as Lululemon, Travis Matthew, Footjoy, Greg Norman, Grayson, or Turtleson with the OU and Jimmy Austin logo are sure to catch everyone's eye. You don't have to be a golfer to shop at Jimmy Austin. They also do corporate special orders for you and your company. Call them today, 405-325-6716, or visit theougolfclub.com for more information. Zombies, run! Join us on October 28th at Ruby Grand Park for this year's Zombie 5K and Fun Run. We'll have snacks, adult beverages, a costume contest, a family dance following the run, and more. The race begins at 6.30 p.m. Check out the Norman Parks and Recreation Facebook page or normanparks.com for more information. And register by October 18th to guarantee your race shirt. We will see you there, ghosts and ghouls. (laughs) 
Hi, this is Lisa Talley, broker and owner of Aria Real Estate Group. Aria Real Estate Group is Norman's premier full-service commercial and residential real estate brokerage and leasing and management firm. With our team of real estate agents, specialized property managers, and in-house maintenance team, Aria is here for you in every capacity. Whether you're a seller, a buyer, an investor, or a renter, we can help. Please explore our website at ariagroupok.com. Aria Real Estate Group, the gold standard of real estate. Hello. This is a prepaid call from Nephew, it's me again. An inmate at the county correctional facility. To accept this call, press one now. Oh great. What now? Okay, what's up? Well, I don't want to really admit to anything, but let's just say I may or may not have efficated on someone's property that rhymes with rent no mark. In public again? Listen, you pipsqueak, I don't have time to explain myself. I need bail money, and I've got another money-making t-shirt idea for your K-Ref store to make the rest of the tiny 12 kiss our derriere goodbye. Well, I'm sure this will be family-friendly. Don't be such a whip. I'm keeping this PG-13 here. It just says, so long and thank you for the trophies. You know, that's not half bad. All right, well, they're about to cut me off, so send that bail money to... Uh-oh. Check out the KRF store at KREF.com to get our farewell to the Big 12 shirt and much more. The KRF store, the home of Sooner fans to suit up for the Ref Army. More Norman Technology Center is a leader in workforce development for Oklahoma. High school students involved in technical education show strong graduation rates and are ready for employment in industry, for college, or both. Each year, over 90% of MNTC graduates work in their chosen fields and quickly begin contributing to Oklahoma's tax base. Your MNTC investment continually generates solid returns for your community and for the state. Call 405-801-5000 to learn more about More Norman Technology Center elevating our economy. He's got an outstanding skill set. Um, you talk about a guy that, you know, when we had him every day in practice, he would make a throw that you'd go, wow, his accuracy. Um, you know, he's a veteran guy now, too. Think about all the snaps he's played. You can see when you're watching one film, he's got really good command. Uh, he knows when to throw the ball away. You know, he's got great courage. He'll wait till the last second and get the ball out. And then you, you talk about the RPO world. You know, they're good at running the football, but he's also good at reading it. So, really, it's all the above with him. There's Gus Malzahn, Central Florida head coach. Call him Central Florida because it really annoys them. Talking about Dylan Gabriel and uh, the fact that uh, when Gus was there and DG was there as well, he'd make a throw that made him say, oh, my God, every single day at practice, according to old Gus Bus there. Dear God, look at that arm. I think that's exactly what he sounded like but a few years ago. Expectations. All right, what are we talking about, text line? Uh, 405-651-3439. Okie Tom says key is to beat Texas in the conference championship game. Yeah. agree with that. Panda in Texas, Big 12 champs are bust. That will provide a college football playoff run. Texas sucks. Yeah. That was almost a, a short poem there. I think that – is that a limerick? Is that what that was? <laughs> it kind of just sounded like it. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. You go win the Big 12, which you should. We're the best football team in this conference, in my opinion. Go win the conference. Most likely going to have a shot at the uh, college football playoff. And once you're there, what is it? Why not us? Why not us? <laughs> Why not didn't the 2000 us? team say – didn't Hypel say that before the year? Why not us? I don't know. Let's bring maybe. it back. Come on. Bring it back for old time's sake. Cherokee Sooner says, give me a whole keg of Kool-Aid. We're winning the whole 
dadgum thing. Yeah. You need to do like the Arkansas baseball uh, play-by-play guy a few years ago if they win the Big 12. And this time, we're coming for the whole damn thing. We'll have to play that later on. Well, yeah, well, that means two and Q, doesn't it? <laughs> I think they were they rolled <laughs> two and Q that year. Blue Whale Sooners says bare minimum is to not be disappointed at this point is a first-round playoff win. Got to make the natty based on the uh, landscape. You see what I'm saying? The bare minimum – to not be disappointed at this point is a first-round playoff win. My, oh, my, how the expectations have changed, yes, right? They have. Yes, Which they have. is fine. Who cares? That's how it goes uh, whenever you're a blue blood. Dabo needs to get the memo. Gunny says the herbal, the herbal assassin says it's 420 and playoffs are bust. <laughs> playoffs are burst. You got to love it. Sergeant Chrisman says Big 12 title for sure with playoff. Wait for it. Win. Playoff. Win. That's what I'm. Bare I'm, minimum for success. I'm telling you, if, if I see a couple of things here in the next next few weeks, I'm going to be trending in that direction. That sounds like an X-ray from uh, Brock Bauer's uh, surgery. Is what it sounds like. OU mm. defense and an X-ray from Brock Bauer's well, surgery. I mean, here's the thing, though. Honestly, I we are not a perfect football team. But we, we we have something to us. I think there's a lot of fight in this group, which sometimes is better than talent. All right? Um, I think we would be fine in a matchup with Washington. I'm not saying that we'd be favored. I'm not saying necessarily that, that we would win. But we definitely belong on the field in that game, right? Uh, same thing with Oregon. You're gonna you're gonna list every single team there, and I think the same thing is gonna be true. So FSU, same. Ohio State, same. Michigan, who knows? I don't even has Michigan played this year? No, uh, uh-uh, no. Uh, Jim Harbaugh was sus- suspended, so they just been boycotting until the uh, Ohio State game late in the year. Uh, now Georgia's really good, um, but you know they're they're losing their best player. Sounds like, but. I mean, Michigan, we're not going to know anything about Michigan until, until they play Penn State, most yeah. likely. Travis, do you see any team that, that just it's clear, or head and shoulders, the best team in the country that no one can match up with? I, I don't see no, that team. No, there's no, there's definitely not this year, uh, like I said, especially with the Bowers injury. But, I mean, the Pac-12, I mean, Oregon and Washington both look good. Uh, you know, with Washington, they still have some, you know – issues on defense that that I would like to I don't know see against some other teams obviously a lot of people are going to look at that Oregon game and think man if Dan Lanning just just does a couple different things take the points and and maybe changes up some of his play then then we're talking about maybe Bo Nix leading uh, the Heisman odds right now and maybe they you know maybe they're a, a top two or three team in the country so yeah I think I think we're going to learn a lot down the stretch especially in a lot of these conferences like you look at this Ohio State Penn State game uh, this weekend, and then obviously you've got Michigan and Ohio State, like you guys mentioned. The Pac-12 will continue to cannibalize. The SEC will do the same. Like we'll find out a lot going down the stretch, but no, currently there's not a team that uh, that that has me shaking. Here's, in my boots. here's what I think's interesting. You know, in years past, we've had really good football teams, but there is like a, a a team or a couple of teams out there that stylistically you thought, man, I don't know. I don't know if we want to match up with a team like that. Because we're a much more well-balanced team now, I don't know that stylistically 
like in the past, Michigan, you feel like would be a nightmare. Yeah. You feel like you could hold up in the run game this time around. Yeah. You've got more than one path to victory this time. So, yeah, all of that. Now, OU's defense is better. Washington's offense would be hard to, to slow down. I think we can all get there, but... I just I don't look at a team right now and say that team's going to win sixty three to twenty eight against OU. Right, I'm not. I'm just not. I'm Agreed. not there. That could change, but I'm, I'm not there right now. We're midway point of the season, essentially. Sarks Vodka says I expect to win a bowl game, either a New Year's Six bowl or a college football playoff game. I don't want to go to the playoffs and Brent lose his first appearance. The national narrative will still be that we can't win a playoff game. Just win a big bowl game against a good team. Spoken like a loser. <laughs> Don't start that yet, okay? We need to wait until we're about to play an actual college football playoff game before people start coming out of the woodwork and and are like, well, "Oh hell, I'd rather just go to the Cotton Bowl right. and beat, uh, Dude, you, beat Penn State." You want to go now? Nothing else is ever guaranteed. You never know if you're ever going to make it again. So you've got to go now while you've got a good football team. And the thought of losing, oh, well, Venables in his second year with a team that no one thought was a top 25 worthy team to start the year didn't win a playoff game against Georgia, the three-time reigning champion. That doesn't mean that nothing has changed at Oklahoma. It means that in year two, we made a college football playoff and – the future looks bright. We are, we haven't even got the conveyor belt rolling. The recruiting has been excellent. We got a bunch of really good, talented young players on this team that are waiting for their opportunity and more coming. The future is incredibly bright. Don't start snuffing out the candles and stuff about how we, uh, we just, I don't want to get embarrassed in the playoff. No. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. You got to go get in the fight. Well, I think you want to take this team to a playoff, and this is a year that you want to be in the playoff because of what we've been talking about for exactly right five weeks now. Speaking of uh, Sark's vodka, um, Travis, I I feel I bet Texas fans are still happy with their head coach, and I'm sure the national narrative around Sark is still pretty high. But it's amazing how or what another loss to OU could kind of do, right? Because they're still – oh, well, Texas would be favored in a rematch. Texas is still the better team. We've heard that right. But if OU were to beat Texas again – Hey, well, let me just comment. We haven't heard that from anyone that knows what the hell they're talking about. Well, I, I mean, ever, that they might have a, a platform where they should, but – That is only – that is nothing more than a cover-your-ass take. But if OU were to beat Texas again, like think of the momentum that you would have off of that, like more so than already right now. You beat Texas twice in the same year. I don't know if they've ever done that before. You uh, Sark all of a sudden now is 1-3 against OU. And the only, t- only win he would have against OU was when they're running the Wildcat with their starting tight end. So, and that will – that. That line will show back up. Everyone's yeah. dismissed it and hadn't talked about it. but So the narrative is shifting, Travis. But if you beat those guys again in December, all of a sudden people look up and say, well, he's 1-3 against OU? Interesting. Yeah, well, and Teddy brought up recruiting and how recruiting has been excellent. Guys, with Jimbo's struggles, and now there's all kinds of rumors about, you know, whether or not, you know, that that's sustainable uh, even beyond this year. You know, with Texas, if they move to 1-3 and three against Oklahoma – 
with OU's move into the SEC, with this new coaching staff showing improvement on both sides of the ball, I mean, this could be the best Oklahoma is situated from a recruiting narrative standpoint against the state of Texas. I mean, since when, right? I mean, it, it could be absolutely 2004 when you just beat Texas for the fifth consecutive time, most right, likely. Right, and, and, and that being said, you know, you bring up the, the Sark narrative. Tyler, you and I spoke before the season a bunch of when those first-place votes came out for Texas for the uh, conference championship, we kept on saying, if not now, when? If not now, when? If, if Steve Sarkeesian, with the, the most favored team he's ever had to win his conference, if he can't do it this year, then, then when's he going to do it? And, and, you know, you got to believe that every coach in America is going to be walking into living rooms, you know, when they're recruiting against Texas going, oh, man. You know, I don't know how much longer Sark's going to be there. I mean, they, they were they were favored, and, you know, old, old seven-win Sark does it again. You know, he can't can't get out of his own way, you know. So, yeah, I think I think it, it has an opportunity to really flip the narrative not only on Texas but really propel OU into a stratosphere they haven't seen in 20 years on the recruiting trail. That would be your 12th win in the, in the past 16 games against those guys when uh, you, you win in December, too. Well, you guys are assuming that the University of Texas football team makes it to the Big 12 championship game. Oh, I forgot everything runs through Lubbock like Joey McGuire said. You're right. Yeah. It'll be OU and Tech. You never know. They're going to win well, out. It'll be, can Mathematically, can they win out and even get there? I don't even know if Tech could uh, at this point. I don't think so. Have they lost three conference games? They, uh, they've they got beat by, let's see, uh, Kansas no, State, two uh, just 2-2 two and two in conference, or just overall? 2-2 two no, and two two in, two conference. Two in conference, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess theoretically they could make it with two losses. I don't know what that map looks like, but um, I know that everyone is, is just expecting that Texas makes it to the Big 12 championship game. I'm not sold on that. Now, I think Texas is clearly the second best team in the conference right now, but that's right now. That we we've seen it in the past that they fall apart. They do fall apart, but someone else is going to have to really get it together for Texas not to be there. You know, I like, issue Iowa State feels like the best candidate right now, but that's, I mean, the number of teams that are in position to be consistent throughout the remainder of the conference, it's, it's a pretty small list. But what about it's like Oklahoma Iowa State, State or Kansas State at this point, yeah, maybe well, OSU. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Kansas State, man. I mean, they, they ended up uh, going away from, uh, you know, Will Howard, who we expected to, you know, be the, be the reason that they were really good this year. And Avery Johnson ran for five touchdowns. I mean, so if it's a situation where maybe Avery Johnson can turn the tide for the Kansas State Wildcats, keep in mind they've only got one loss in conference, too. There's like five teams with only one loss in conference. So Texas has to play Kansas State. That could be a very big game. They dodged Jalen Daniels, but if they've got to play Avery Johnson, look out. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think there's plenty of dangerous football teams in the Big 12 right now. Iowa State, Oklahoma State. Kansas State are all dangerous. Kansas, you know, even though Kansas is now two and two, I still feel like they're on a given weekend, especially who knows what's going to happen at quarterback with them. On a given weekend, I think they can beat anyone, including Oklahoma, if we don't have our stuff together. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Stay tuned. Sooner football talk lives 
Here, this is The Ref. This fall, Riverwind is the best place to play. And the best music and food truck festival around, Beats and Bites. A whole lot of money. He's made a whole lot of money, and the league has continued to expand and grow. I don't know if it's their decision, owner's decision, or his, but um, seems like what they're what they're thinking that that could be. He's he's taken the league to some serious heights, revenue wise, and uh, they're hoping to continue to expand. And baseball just wanted to uh, kind of state and ask. It feels like this is a collision course between the Rangers and the Phillies. I said right? the exact same thing yesterday, and it feels even more so yeah. today after what the Phillies won ten nothing last night. Just can anyone unreal. beat them they, uh, at their own park? I don't. I don't. If they're hitting the way they are right now, Jeez. the answer to that is no. Nobody can beat them. I guess the, the Rangers have been good on the road this postseason, so maybe it's maybe it's them. Maybe the Rangers can do it. It kind of feels like. That's who it's going to be, and I know what um, game three is tonight. Texas is up 2-0 on Houston, and they're they're back in uh, Texas ballpark. So, I don't know. I f- Actually, I feel like that would be – that's kind of the matchup we want at this point, isn't it? Feels like it's the two best teams. Yeah. And I- no one likes the Astros. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. All right, that's all I got. The over-under for the Minnesota at Iowa game this weekend is down to 31.5 points, which is tied for the lowest over-under in college football in the past 20 years. Now, here's the funny part. The funny part isn't that Iowa and Minnesota are going to play a game and it's tied for the lowest over-under in the past 20 years. The funny part is it's tied with two other games, and those other two include Iowa as well. <laughs> Iowa and Kentucky in 2022, and then Iowa-Minnesota, uh, which, by the way, the under hit on both of those games at 31 and a half. That's funny. Iowa and Minnesota in another one. I thought you were going to mention some throwback game like in 07 no. or something. No, it's no. last year. Three games. Three <laughs> games tied for the lowest over-under ever, and all of them include uh, an Iowa football game. Amazing. I like this one. Tulsa's been doing some cool stuff before their uh, football games this year and tomorrow night they are going to attempt to break the Guinness world record for largest beer tasting now Travis I'm guessing that you're going to attempt with some fellow Tolsons to break this Guinness world record beer tasting what what exactly is TU going to try to do tomorrow night to break the record uh, of course I will be there. I have already registered. Um, I've paid for my stein, my commemorative stein um, for it. Uh, so What's that like? Is a stein a big glass cup or something? Yeah, like like you get it like an Oktoberfest or something like Does that. Does it have which, like the top on it, like you, the thumb actuated cover on it? I think some do. I don't know. Uh, if odds are, I don't think these <laughs> right. ones will, but... Um, each requ- each participant is required to taste three beers, and it will be a guided tasting. The current record uh, is 1,243 people in Barcelona, Spain. So we'll see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll just tip it right over the edge. But when you've got an opportunity to be part of a world record and get to drink some beer right in your backyard, I mean, I I, I would be. I think it would be irresponsible of me not to do it. Well, Tulsa plays Rice tomorrow, and 
they'll if they don't break it, they'll get close to it. Guys, we could have completely shattered this record and no one would have ever touched it. I was about like to, four I was, weeks ago when OU was up there to play Tulsa. It seems like a, a real crappy record. <laughs> it's only a thousand people for a beer tasting? There have been well, twenty thousand I mean, at that thing. I mean I mean with the tasting, I think to qualify for it, it's got to be like a guided actual tasting with I the see. multiple beers. I mean, it's not like just a collection of people drinking beer together because, yes, I'm sure that is well into the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Um, but, no, as far as well, just the cool, guided though. tasting. But they've also got, yeah, they're doing a bunch of cool stuff, man. They're putting a lot of money into it. they got Eli Young Band uh, coming by, playing uh, before the game, and they're doing that world record uh, with the beer. Um I mean, they've got a they've got a free Lederhosen T-shirt for the first five thousand fans. Um, yeah, they're doing they're doing fun stuff, man. Uh, Bama and Tennessee play on yeah. Saturday. We'll remember we remember uh, Heupel with the cigar in his mouth after they won the game last year. That's the big tradition with Bama and Tennessee. If you win this game, you smoke a cigar. Saban was asked about it, and he said, "Quote." Well, I guess it's fun when you get the opportunity to smoke a cigar. I don't smoke, so I just kind of chew on one for a little bit. Yeah. Heifel <laughs> took it all in. He was smoking it. He was taking pictures with it. Saban just gives it a couple of chews and then passes it on to some GA is what it sounds like. Yeah, that's... All right, enough of this. i got to go watch film. Well, that's going to be... I think it's going to be an awesome game. Uh, I'm shocked at the, the line with Alabama. I think Alabama wins it, but I'm... It seems like a big number, and maybe they cover that. It just it seems like a big number for what I feel like is going to be a low-scoring game, and there is no doubt in my mind that Alabama remembers the fiasco from last year, right? And storming the field and all the stuff that went down, and they're going to try – they got payback on their mind. So last one I have, and I'll let Travis respond to this one, but this is from Inside USC on Twitter – And it says, a former USC All-American attended the Notre Dame game. Quote, I'm having a tough time with the guys on the sideline waving towels and jumping up and down. That is not the USC that I know. We weren't cheerleaders. We whipped you because we were prepared to play. I was embarrassed, end quote. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I know this is going to get kind of put into that pile of Hey, old guy, shut up. It's not, you know, it's not the same sport that it used to be. These kids, you know, it's okay to be hyped. It's okay to be all this. But it's it kind of goes in line with kind of what USC is right now, and, and they're all flash and no substance, right? They like the way it looks on TV. And, and it's funny because I was saying this earlier in the year. I was counting how many people, like it's not just one guy waving a towel. It's a significant amount of people on that sideline waving a towel. And I'm thinking to myself, how many of those dudes have a job because Caleb Williams is able to squeak out some wins? And and it's it's so wild to me because I, I completely agree with the former All-American. Now I'd like to find out what era that is from, um, you know, kind of what to he see was, how far. It was probably O.J. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But that's the thing. It's, it's yes, the the era has changed a bit. There's a little bit more more flash just to the era in general but i mean if they stop waving the towels on usa sidelines are are all of a sudden they're just going to become this super physical dominant team like i don't think that's really a i don't think that's the problem i think they have a a laundry list of problems at usc and waving towels is near the bottom everything matters though everything matters all right we got to hit a break wrapping up hour number two next stay tuned
This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. If you're looking for the best casino experience, then Riverwind is your place to play. Get spooky with our $80,000 Friday Night Fright. Play with your wild card all October. For a chance to win a share of $80,000. Riverwind, the best place to have a good time. It's time to stand out. Be bold. And Buicks are bold at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Take up to $5,500 off MSRP on new 2023 Buick Envisions. Now that's bold money and unbeatable savings on new 2023 Buick Envisions. Make bold moves. You are going to stand out. Head to Dorsey Jones in El Reno now. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno. Or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. Experience the new Buick. See dealer for details. This is Toby Rowland. Did you know that more than 80 million people depend on AM radio each month for news, weather, and emergency information? A new bill in Congress would make sure AM radio remains in cars because when cell and Internet services go down, this far-reaching free service may be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to support the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. This message is brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Messaging and data rates may apply. Tired of your current living situation? With a variety of locations and over 40 floor plans to choose from, you can't lose with Home Creations. Every Home Creations home comes with enhanced included features such as built-in tornado safety features, quartz countertops, wood-like tile, and so much more. Live like a champion today by calling Holly of Home Creations at 405-364-9999 for more information. Home Creations. Hey Norman, it's Monica Pears from Valiance Bank, one of your few locally owned banks in town. We stand by our local businesses making dreams a reality. Whether you're scaling up operations, starting fresh, or managing your personal finances, Valiance Bank offers tailored solutions to fit your unique needs. We're committed to making your banking experience exceptional. Come see us here in Norman or visit us at valiance.bank to get banking solutions that suit your needs. Member FDIC. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for youth. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals into your body. And nicotine, which can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Sideline by injury, Valor Physical Therapy can help. At Valor PT, our therapists use their knowledge and skills to help get you back in the game faster. Book your appointment now at ValorPT.com or call 405-265-6449. No referral needed. Mention the ref and get a free t-shirt at your first appointment. That's ValorPT.com. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. 
Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Is your team coming to Norman or Noble for an event? Let Chick-fil-A 12th Avenue be your winning meal provider. From box meals and nugget trays to lemonade and tea, 12th Avenue Chick-fil-A can provide your team's pre- or post-game meal. Delivery, pickup, or dine-in, 12th Avenue will have you covered. Call us at 405-310-3189 or use the CFA One app and let Chick-fil-A feed your team. Don't forget to ask about the Give Back program for a winning season. Call 405-310-3189 and remember to eat more chicken. It's time. All we want to think about is football and basketball season, but it's also insurance season. November 1st to December 15th is open enrollment for your individual medical coverage. It's the time you need to pick a new plan or update your income to avoid tax penalties. If you're uninsured, it's the only time to buy individual medical plans for 2024 without a qualifying event. Call Allison Insurance at 405-745-2968 or 800-580-5587. It won't cost anything and could save you a lot. The Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Travis Davidson. Travis is at Andy B's in Tulsa with a location coming soon to OKC. And on the text line, how about this? From the 832, USC is Taylor Swift. OU is Metallica. Hmm. I'm fine mm. with the OU Metallica part. How do we feel about the USC and Taylor Swift part? I'm not sure. Is that right? Uh, I feel like I feel like Taylor Swift. There's no real substance there. It's just pop. Like it. Songs are like two and a half minutes long. Like they've got the there is a ten and a half minute song, which Metallica's like <laughs> we got like twenty of those yeah. ten and a half minutes. I don't know. I I think there may be something to that. I'm okay with that. Jeff from OKC says waving towels is how the sophisticated player cheers. <laughs> That's working on the uh, sophisticated comment that we heard over the weekend. I Yikes. I'm I'm sitting here. I'm looking at the University of Southern Cal. All America list. Trying to figure out who it was. I've got Troy Polamalu. You know, he doesn't sound like something he would say. It sounds like a defensive player, though, for sure. It does sound like a defensive player. Now, wait a second. Well, think about how about just think about it over the break here, since we're uh, up against it. Unless you okay. unless you got a submission that uh, is right in front of you that you well, think is good, I was going to. It's not Matt Leinert because no. uh, his Wikipedia page currently says that OU Twitter is his father. I was um, thinking. I think he's going to be staying out of the news for a minute. I was thinking Brian Cushing, uh, former linebacker. Didn't he get popped for PEDs with the Houston Texans back in the day? <laughs> he got popped for PEDs at every level of football, junior starting high? at junior high, <laughs> probably so. multiple times. Um, but that sounds like something he may say. I don't know. Interesting. All Embarrassing, right. Tells. <laughs> Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hours next. <laughs> 